standing for service this morning. We're going to have you to look on your screens this morning. We're going to sing an old hymn of the church as you come to worship the Lord this morning. The song simply just says, I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way for the comforter abides with me. So let's worship the Lord today. scripture and prayer this morning. Praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome everybody in our service this morning. Amen. Good, good, good looking bunch. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'd like to begin with an announcement. Um, as far as our fellowship tonight, we'll be bringing finger food. We'll be discussing the vision of the future of ministries. 
Also, we need to remember Vacation Bible School next week. Dates are June the 13th through the 16th, 7 through 9. Please sign up your children today. That's the note here. And also, if you want to give today, we have two offering boxes up front, one directly outside the double doors of the auditorium for collection. Also, in our prayer request, we need to remember, continue to remember Sister Bonnie Gunn, Brother Barnes, <clears throat> uh, my mother-in-law, Faye Huff, Sister Brenda Frierson, Pastor Ard, Jack Todd, and also Jamie. Um, a lot of these are undergoing surgeries and procedures, so we need to remember all these in prayer. Um, our scripture today is in Ephesians chapter 5, looking at verses 15 through 21. Paul speaking to the church, he says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days, the Bible says, are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking unto yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Amen. At this time, I want to give us an opportunity to pray, remember these requests, remember the church, remember the service. I'm going to ask all that would pray. Father, again, we're thankful, Amen. Lord, always Father, to be in your house. Thankful for your love, mercy, and grace. Lord, we're thankful to be called Lord, children of God. Father, we just pray, Lord, that you would have your way in this service today. Touch every song that's sung, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that it just be gratifying to you, Lord, as we uplift songs, hymns, spiritual songs unto you, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, that you touch the preaching of your word, Lord. And Father, we be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that you do. Lord, also touch those that are sick, those that are shut in. And Lord, again, we're thankful for all that you do. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Let's remain standing this morning and let's go back into worship. This morning we have a theme throughout our music today that's about the name of Jesus. And we're going to be singing about the wonderful name of Jesus. So I echo what Brother Marion just said. What a beautiful and wonderful crowd it is here this morning. We're so glad to have each and one of you here in house. Amen. Those that are streaming online or that are watching us uh, on Facebook or YouTube, we welcome you. Can we just give uh, the online viewers a hand of welcome today? And uh, we thank them for joining us today as well. Let's worship the Lord together and sing about the wonderful name of Jesus. Yeah. 
There is 
but I want us to sing it like we mean it. For there is power, power, there's wonder-working power in the blood. Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are God to the glory of God the Father. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. With the world's all as it should. 
Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. On the road marked with suffering, the pain and the offering. Oh, blessed be your name. Every blessing, every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to today we come in this place to simply just love on you and tell you how wonderful and awesome you are today I will bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name I will bless the Lord Bless the Lord. 
for your church.
Well, come on, church, lift your hands and sing it like you mean it. I will bless the that he has done great things for you I mean think about it has he really been good to you has he done great things for you I, I believe he's done great things in fact you know how I know he's done great things cause there's a bunch of children in church this morning and back when I first got here it was a hard struggle to get any kids to come to church so God's done great things we got people that I knew were going to be out today. We thought we were going to be kind of low in attendance on Memorial Day weekend like every other church and plummet. But I just want to let you know that we had 42 last Sunday with 27 people out of church. God's good to us, church. And we've got people out today, some that are having to stay home to quarantine because they're having some surgeries and they had to take COVID tests and things like that and other things. But I want you to know today that they might be at home watching us online or on live stream or whatever they are today, but you're able to be at church. You're not waiting for surgery. You're not home quarantining. You're not recovering from surgery. Uh, you're here. So that means God's been good to you too. God's been good to all of us. You had car, a car to drive this morning, the means to put gasoline to get here this morning. You had the right frame of mind to put on clothes and drive yourself directionally to church this morning without any kind of assistance, maybe other than your cell phone, but you didn't have to call and ask somebody where the location was because God gave you the functioning ability to do so. So God's been good this week to us, church. I was just told by someone last night, someone that was having a wedding, and at the wedding last night, someone ended up ended up having seizures, started convulsing and having seizures, and they're in the hospital now and they're disoriented. You know, that could have been one of us, y'all. They didn't see that coming. It just happened out of nowhere. But God's been good to us because we're here this morning. Now, I'm not saying bad stuff won't happen from time to time, but I'm telling you for every bad stuff that, Joe, you go through, there's a God good enough to get you through every bad stuff you go through. I can tell you that this morning. You say, well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what, I may not know or understand what you're going through, but I know a God who can get you through whatever you're going through. Well, how do you know, preacher? Because I've been through some stuff. I've been through heartaches and trials. I've had a lot of heartaches, troubles, and trials in my little lifespan. But I'm telling you, God has been good to me. And God's brought me through. And God said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God's no respecter of persons. So if God did it for me, if God did it to bring Brother Dennis through open heart surgery, if God's healed, touched Sister Carol when she's had issues in her body and had circumstances that it didn't look good, but God brought her back from death's bed of affliction, if God's brought us from one place to the other and saved us from hell, I'm telling you, if God's done it once before, God can do it again. And I'm here to proclaim and decree and declare today it doesn't matter what you're going through no matter how high hell or high water comes against you if God be for me who can be against me for God when I am in trouble God will raise a standard up against the enemy of my soul I'm here to tell you today we serve a good God today we serve a good God today so I will bless the Lord Oh, my soul, Lord, and all that is within. 
bless his holy name. One more time, will you help me bless the Lord? I will bless the Lord. We sing, oh my soul. Oh, and oh, and oh. Oh, that is within me. Bless his holy name. Oh, will you give the Lord a hand clap of praise today? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. It is first Sunday, so that does mean that we do not have children's church this morning because it's first Sunday family worship day. Please be praying for our children's ministry department. Sister Jeannie Godin is out today sick. I forgot to put that on the prayer list. She is battling a kidney infection and is in some significant pain. And uh, she thought she would be here last night when I talked to her. She thought, Pastor, I'll be there, uh, but I don't see her, so it must really be giving her a fit today. Continue to pray for Brother Barnes. Brother and Sister Barnes had their clothes laid out. They were ready to come to church. Sister Barnes had someone come clean their house. Apparently, they used Murphy's soap on the hardwood floors. and got a little slick or some kind of, I don't know if it was Murphy's soap, but some kind of polish, but it's real slick. Brother Barnes wasn't thinking. He put on his wool socks. He went flying down the stairs, and he missed a step. He fell to the bottom of the stairs, and he has fractured his foot. And so he cannot put any weight on it at the moment, can't put a shoe on. Obviously, she doesn't drive anymore due to health issues, so he is their only means of transportation. And so hopefully after he goes and gets a, uh, gets a second opinion at the, surge, or at the orthopedic surgeon, hopefully they'll put him in a boot. And he said as long as he can get in a boot, he should be able to drive. So maybe a couple weeks, but he is definitely in need of prayer. we just passing babies around in church. I mean, they just, y'all, how am I supposed to know who's at church? Y'all pass them around. I don't know where, what seat everybody's in. I know y'all are missing by the seat y'all sit in because y'all are predictable. Y'all sit in the same seats. Y'all start moving seats. I don't know. Jamie, Jamie and Christine are trying to mess me up. They never sit this close to the front. I don't know what's going on. I was going to mark them absent this morning. They were not in their seat this morning. Uh, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing when more people are here and we got to start moving everybody closer up to the front. I'll be glad when it's so packed we got people on the front row. It'll be great. So, But God is good. But keep those folks in prayer. And Sister Jamie Bennett Haley is still uh, recovering from her esophageal surgery, still in some pain, but, but God has been good to her, and they think everything is healing nicely as well. Those of you that are streaming us online, let me make mention to you a couple things today. Uh, as we get ready to uh, segue into the message. If you have your Bibles, you can uh, go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 19, the book of Acts chapter number 19. Those of you watching online, streaming online, you can go to tithe.ly and give, or you can go to our face, I mean, to our church page. The easiest thing to do is go to santycirclecog.org. Santycirclecog.org. Now, I'm not going to tell on anybody, but if you just type in Santee Circle Church and hit the button, you're going to give it to the church across the street called Santee Circle Community Church. It has to be COG. I'm not trying to toot our own horn for Church of God, but if you don't put COG, it doesn't come here. <laughs> so you might want to make sure that it's in that way if you're going to give online to SanteeCircleCOG.org. And there's a tab right there that will say uh, online giving. Uh, as you can see, you may not can see it, but as you can see, we're seven days and... Seven hours, 34 minutes, and 23 seconds away from VBS 2020. So make sure, uh, let me get to the VBS slide here. We already had that. VBS is coming up June 13th through the 16th. We still need a few help, volunteers of help. Now you say, well, Pastor, what can I do? do you, if you know how to just put on a pair of gloves, 
shove a hot dog in a bun. That's what I need. Because we only have about one to two people in the kitchen, and we are struggling finding kitchen help. You don't have to cook it, per se. We, we can figure that out, but I need some help just shoving in buns. I'll bring you a stool. I'll set you up a, I don't know, I'll get a portable fan and let it blow in your face if you get hot flashes. We just need somebody to help us package the food. Uh, we've got workers for everything else, security detail, just most of the time it's hard to get people to want to take the kids everywhere. We got that covered. Nobody wants to give out hot dogs. So if you can help us with hot dogs, it's uh, Sunday night through Wednesday night, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. We'll have you out exactly at 9 on the dot. We're just going to probably a little bit before 9, actually. We're just going to have a little thing at the end where we tell you, recap the night. God's story as well. If anybody by chance has a small toy chest that we could borrow, just you know, one of those little tiny... I say tiny, but like something you put your kids' toys in, a little toy chest uh, that we could borrow. Uh, the preacher is old. He gave his away, so I don't have any more toy chests uh, like that. But if you have a little toy chest or some kind of thing that can look like a chest, maybe an old suitcase chest or whatever, we can wrap it up and something make it look like it. But just a tiny chest of some sort, you know, a little, you know, decorative item that we could use. Please see Sister Jennifer or let me know uh, about that. Also, don't forget, you can also download our church app, literally called Our Church you go to the Google Store, I mean Google uh, Play Store, and you go to the App Store, and you literally download the app called Our Church. As soon as you download it and it's on your phone, it will ask you in a search box to search your church. You literally will just put Santi Circle COG. From that point forward, you'll never have to do anything again. It'll automatically sync that that's your home church. And every time you open it up, you will have a mobile version of our church website so meaning you will have that little mobile screen version of our church so you can see our services you can do all of that kind of stuff let me say to you uh before we break the bread of life this morning as well we finally have the camera system up and running this is our first sunday but it is running live now let me tell you how good god is first and foremost god is so good because we had the money and paid it off (laughs) that's good y'all uh, whether you whether you think that is or not, that's a big deal to be able to to pay a, a camera system of that nature off. But not only is it paid off, but we only when we had the iPad, we're only able to stream on Facebook due to uh, copyrights, and the the iPad didn't have multi-streaming platforms. But with the new device, we are now streaming in two different locations simultaneously. We are not only on Facebook at Santee Circle COG right now live, but you can also go to YouTube and type in Santee Circle COG, which is our YouTube channel, and you can watch us on YouTube and Facebook at the same time. So anytime we are live in church, you first of all can see us on YouTube and Facebook after church. You can also go back and rewatch those services on Facebook and YouTube. So if you say, well, I don't have a Facebook, if you just know how to use YouTube, you don't even have to have an account. You just go, you just go to YouTube. Type in Santee Circle COG and all our videos will pop up. So now we're reaching more people because we have multiple platforms to reach. Can you give God praise for that? That is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. And we are so glad that you have made that a part with your giving. I started a few weeks ago a message entitled, The Wind is Blowing Again. And last week I wanted to focus on Memorial Day. And so I told you we would get back to part two And so we're going to get there today. I'm going to have you stand this morning for the reading of God's Word as we are going to be in Acts chapter 19. I make this promise to you this morning. If you listen fast, I'll preach fast and we'll get out of here and get lunch. That's fair because I'm hungry. I had Pop-Tarts this morning, but they didn't last very long. So I'm ready to eat. 
Here's what the word of the Lord says. Acts chapter 19. We're going to be in verse 1 and going to be reading down for a little bit just so you can get the context of this message. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard where there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, We were baptized unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. He said, John put you in the water, and he told you, you got to have your sins forgiven and be washed white as snow. And he said, he said that to the people that they would believe on him that would come after him. That is, on Christ Jesus. Now, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, there was a lot of people that listened. They got baptized in water, which is something we do symbolically still in the church. You dead to sin, raised to new life in Christ. They got baptized in water. And they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Then these same people that had just been baptized, Paul said, the writer of Acts, Luke said, and when Paul laid his hands upon them, Paul didn't have to say nothing. God was already doing something. Can I tell you this morning, whether I preach or I don't get to preach because of the Holy Spirit's direction, can I tell you that when you're down to nothing, God's up to something. You don't have to say anything sometimes. You don't even have to do anything sometimes. God already knows what you have need of before you even ask it. The Bible said with utterances and groanings, the Spirit will pray on my behalf. Sometimes you don't even need to know what to say. You just need to know who to go to when you don't know what to say. And when you don't know what to say, there is one who does. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. And all the men were about twelve. Same number as the disciples. And he went into the synagogue and he boldly, for the space of three months, three months, that's a long time, y'all, 90 days. He stayed there 90 days, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Now you have to understand what Paul is doing here. Paul is preaching the gospel. That's all he's doing. He's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But when divers were hardened and believeth not, they began to speak of every evil thing before the crowd. Everything Paul said, people of wickedness were trying to defute it. Trying to say it wasn't real. So he departed from them and he separated the disciples. Disputing daily in the school of one... Tyrannius. And this continued by the space of two years. So that in all that dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord of Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto him the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. And the disease parted them, and the evil spirits went out from them. So this morning I want to preach to you again on part two of the message, 
the wind is blowing. Again, Heavenly Father, for the next few moments, I pray that you would give me the boldness and the clarity to preach your word to the people of God. I pray you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary and you would let me preach God like a man from another world. Not because I'm anything special, but because I serve a God who is special. Father, not because I'm anything great, but I serve one who is great and greatly to be praised. Father, I thank you that you have been with us every step of the way and you are leading, guiding, and protecting us. I pray you'd open ears, you'd open eyes, you'd open hearts to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord in this place today. Father, we will forever give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that is due your name. For we know at the name of Jesus, demons have to flee. At the name of Jesus, sickness has to go. At the name of Jesus, all of hell has to be backed up and put under our feet because the devil has no authority over you because you said you'll put the enemy under our feet. So today we stand in the presence of an almighty God decree and declaring we have come into this house and have gathered in his name to worship Christ the Lord. So God come right now in our midst, in our presence and let us experience the Shekinah glory of God and the manifestation of your outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God. And we forever will give you the praise and the glory and the honor that is due your name and let the church together say amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord today. Hallelujah. The wind is blowing again. I read to you today in our midst a time in the book of Acts chapter 19. The Apostle Paul, who was alive during the time of Pentecost, but was not already a believer at the time of Pentecost, was preaching the gospel. In order to understand the framework of this message, I need to very quickly give you a historical background of what is happening. Many of us in the Pentecostal circles, we love Acts chapter 2. That is our go-to scripture. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were gathered in one mind and one accord, and there suddenly appeared, uh, there suddenly came the sound of a, as of a rushing mighty wind, and appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire, and it rest upon each of them, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We love to preach that in Pentecostal circles. In fact, a couple weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday, I told you that many Pentecostal churches around the area would probably be preaching on that passage of Scripture to celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You have to understand, though, that prior to this, during this time period, there was a guy by the name of Stephen who was filled with the Spirit of God. Stephen was proclaiming the goodness of the Lord and the religious elite of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the religious religious leaders of the day became very irate and frustrated with him. So much that they led him outside of the city and began to pick up stones. The Bible said that the men and the women of the day, but more so the men, began to take off their clothes and they took off their outer cloak and they handed it to a guy on the side of the road. And everybody kept coming by handing their jacket or their coat to a man. Now the man that was holding that coat was a man by the name of Saul. Saul of Tarsus. Saul was standing there and he was watching as Stephen was still praying and preaching and worshiping the Lord in the midst of his deathbed, y'all. 
literal deathbed. They're throwing, they're pelting him with rocks and he is being hit on every side. And the Bible said right before he gave up the ghost, he said he, he saw up in the heavens, he, he saw the right the, the Son of God welcoming home and he basically said, come get me, Lord Jesus. And, and at that moment, he transitioned from this life to the other. I, I want to tell you, you don't have to be afraid of death. All death is, is a vehicle God uses to transport you and teleport you from this world that is sin-sickened and on its way to hell to a place of glorious rest. You can be transported from this world where there is heartache, trouble, and pain to a place where there's no more sorrow, no more crying, no more death, no more heartache. Death is just the vehicle God uses you to get you home. It is like the limousine of heaven. It just takes you home. You don't have to be afraid. The only time you have to be afraid to die is when you don't know where you're going when you die. But I want to tell you today, you don't have to be afraid of where you're going because you can leave this place being assured of where you're going when you die. Saul of Tarsus watched this man die literally for his faith. The Bible said that no doubt that image and that that day was forever etched in the mind of Saul of Tarsus. Saul begins, he gets orders from the religious elite to travel down to a city called Damascus with an order to arrest anybody that pr- promotes and, 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 and perpetrates this heresy gospel of this man called Jesus. His job was literally to arrest them and take them to jail and if there be any resistance or insurrection, it was okay for him to put them to death. But on his way to Damascus, Paul had an experience with God. Can I tell you, every one of us, if we want it, we can have a Damascus Road experience with God. You know, I'm not talking about a physical walk down a road, if that's what God should you choose to use, then to God be the glory. But I'm talking about that moment where you were on your way not on the things of God. You were on your way to a devil's hell. You were on a fast track beeline to eternal destruction and the glorious light of Christ Jesus shined upon your life whether it was at an old fashioned altar in a church service, whether it was in a back room in your house or in a prayer closet. Every one of us can have a Damascus Road experience where it seems like we are in a bad situation or in a bad circumstance but the marvelous light of Christ Jesus can dispel all of the darkness and we can walk in His marvelous light because God shows himself to us. I still believe that we serve Emmanuel. God is with us. And so what happens is Paul has this encounter with God. Paul, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you? I am Jesus Christ, the one that you seem to be trying to get rid of. Paul is struck with blindness. See, it wasn't Paul's physical blindness that was really the issue. There's a lot of people that have learned to cope with being blind. But Paul was spiritually blind and he needed his eyes open spiritually. The Bible said that when he got to the town, God sent a prophet of God to come to lay his hands on Paul and to restore his eyesight. At that moment, his name is no longer called Paul, or Saul in Scripture. In fact, when the man of God comes, he says, Brother Paul. Because Saul was what identified him as in his previous life. But can I tell you, when you get saved and you give your heart to Jesus Christ, there's a new name written down in glory. 
You're no longer known as Brenda and Carol and Jonathan and Randy or Deborah or, or David or Amber. That's not your name in heaven anymore. There's a new name written down in heaven. It's called Redeemed. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed and His infinite mercy. His child forever. I am redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed, redeemed, His child forever I am. You may not be known by the name you are here on earth, but when you stand before God, God's going to open the pages of the Lamb's book of life, and He's going to scroll through, and He's going to see that name that says Mary and James, or Sherry James, or Larry Wyatt, or Jennifer Wyatt, but over the top of that is going to be something that looks like blood has smeared the name over that used to be in black and ink but somehow red blood got over it then Gabriel's going to look across and say but God it's not Marion it's not Sherry it's not Larry it's not Jennifer it's redeemed 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 they are a child of the living God welcome home child you've made it home so Paul gets a new name brother Paul begins to have an experience after that with the Lord He goes to Jerusalem and he begins to debate with the religious leaders of the faith, Peter and others. In fact, Peter and a lot of those other men knew who Paul was. See, some people are not going to easily accept your new change in life. When you get saved, everybody's not going to like it. Hello? Some of your friends aren't going to be happy when you get back right with God. Some of your friends are going to be happy. You can't go drinking with them anymore. You can't be sleeping around with them anymore. Some of your friends ain't going to be happy. You ain't cussing and ranting and raving anymore. Some people ain't going to be happy when you get saved and are a different person. Hello. Paul gets there and Peter said, Yeah, but I know you. You're the guy that tried to get us killed and arrested. But thank God for a Barnabas. Barnabas stood up and he said, But Paul, you don't understand. Who are we to say God can't do it? Who are we to question the authority of God's Word? Yes, we know the Holy Spirit came. Yes, we know that it was proclaimed to the, uh, to, to, the, to the Jews first. But how do we not know it's not for the next generation of people? Peter was struggling with it. Barnabas was defending him. But there was a guy by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius had a vision. He said... He was an Italian leader of a battalion, leader of a, of a cohort of a, of a hundred men, a centurion, a, a cohort. He had this vision, and he sent for Peter by name at Joppa. Peter comes and he says, "What do you want? You're Gentile. We're not supposed to be associating. Whatever, whatever." The Bible said he. That when Cornelius said, "Well, I had this vision, and this is what the Lord showed me," the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord moved upon Peter, and Peter began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as they began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, they began to get saved. They wanted to be baptized. And they wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit began to move in their life. Can I tell you when you get saved, not only is that the best decision you'll ever do, but can I tell you that not only is that the case, but when you really, and I mean really get saved, you're going to keep wanting more than God has to offer. You'll keep being hungry. The Bible said those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. You're going to want more of God. You're going to seek more of God. You're going to be passionate for more of God because you're going to want more of Him. They said, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said when Peter left that house, he said into his heart and made a public decree, he said, I now know that God 
has been revealed and the Spirit of the Lord revealed. And I'm paraphrasing his words, but you can go back and read it. And, and, and I believe it's Acts chapter number 10, that where he decreed and declared, he said, and I know the Holy Spirit was for the Gentiles too. Paul begins to preach and he begins to lay his life down on the line to preach the gospel. This same Paul that we read about today wrote two-thirds of the New Testament Bible that you read. The letters to Rome, the church at Rome, Romans, the church at Corinth, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Philippians, the church at Philippi, Ephesians, the church at Ephesus, 1st and 2nd Timothy, the pastoral epistles that he writes to encourage a young pastor in the Lord to keep going on, keep holding on, God's with you. See, all these writings, Galatians, to the church of Galatia, Paul writes these letters out of experience because he knew what he used to be, but he knew where God has made, where God turned him around and made him today. Can I tell you, it's not always a bad thing to remember what you used to be because that will help you be thankful for what you are now, where God has brought you from. Because God's not concerned what you're used to be. God's concerned of what you're going to be. See, too many people get caught up on what used to be rather than focusing on what could be or what's going to be with God. So Paul, here in Acts chapter 19, meets a guy by the name of Apollos. He goes to Apollos and he begins to talk with him and share the gospel with him. And he says the following thing. He says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Which tells me that I don't care what denomination, and I'm going to be real careful. And y'all listen to this pastor carefully. I'm not bashing any denomination. But some people will say, well, that was just to get the early church started. That was just for that time. And, and you know, the, the, the sensationalism of, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that was just for then. It is not for now. Well, that's funny because Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So obviously God got confused on the memo when he said he was the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Either God's confused or we're wrong. And I'm going to most likely side with the Lord since he's never been wrong before. He's never never lost a battle. He's never lost a war. He has always been victorious. I think I'm going to go with a guy who's never been wrong before, church. But some churches will tell you, well, when you get saved, you got it all. Holy Spirit moves in. Everything's good. That's all there is. That's not scriptural. It's not scriptural. There's no scripture because the Bible says have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? That means they already had a faith in Jesus Christ. They just ain't seen the other side of their coin. See, what the Apostle Paul is telling them, yes, the Holy Spirit does come into your life at conversion. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that draws you to repentance. He will indwell with you and he will come and they, he will make sure that you are, are in the right relationship with the Lord but there is some, a difference between the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit in order for someone to dwell with you it's like the Bible describes it as parakletos that word parakletos literally means one to come alongside of some translations will call that a helper Someone, some translations will call that a comforter when you get saved the Holy Spirit comes alongside of you He dwells with you He walks hand in hand with you in fact you have people that live in, at your house with you. They dwell in the same dwelling place with you. But they still have their own identity. They still have their own personality. They just happen to make residency in the same location you do. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit dwells with you. 
But when you get rid of all that muck and mire out of your life and you empty this vessel of clay and this mortal body of clay, the Bible says the Holy Spirit then doesn't want to just dwell with you. He wants to infill inside of you so that He's not just beside you. He's actually living inside of you so that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. There is something to be said about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They said, we have not even as much as heard there be a Holy Spirit. It's a sad day when the world doesn't even know what the Holy Spirit is and what He's able to do. There's a lot of people walking in this world right now, blinded by their transgressions and sin, struggling with their addictions and oppressions and depression and other things. They are struggling and don't even realize that the answer is right at their door if they would just submit to Jesus Christ. The answer is there. Last week I began to unfurl to you as we began this message, I began to tell you that in order for the Holy Spirit to make residence you had to be prepared for Him. You had to make sure your heart was ready for Him. I told you about how that they tarried for, for 10 days in the upper room. 40 days Jesus appeared unto them to over 500 people uh, while he was uh, uh, here on earth for those 40 days. But I told you that when he ascended to the Father, it was the 50th day after, after uh, Passover or Pesach. It was the 50th day, so they had to tarry in Jerusalem for 10 days. I told you two weeks ago that if they'd have been Church of God, they would have left already and not waited because after about a two-day revival, they're tired of coming to church. They certainly are not coming to the 10-day revival because if they hadn't felt the Holy Ghost in the first two nights, they're not coming back. Hello, preacher. That's good preaching whether we like it or not. The reality of it is we have lost the art of knowing what it means to tarry and wait on the Lord. We are living in an instantaneous gratification society. We always, if we don't want to cook, we get Uncle Ben's and we get it out of the freezer. It already has my cube steak, my gravy, my mashed potatoes, my green beans, and my corn in a preconceived wrap. We shove it in a microwave in three minutes and 30 seconds. I have cooked an entire four-course meal that nobody else could have done, and I'm happy as a pig in the sunshine wallowing in the mud. It's the best day in life because I've had instantaneous. But I can tell you, no matter how much Uncle Ben's puts it in that cellophane wrapping paper. It ain't the same when you take the red meat out of the package and you slatter that thing up with some with some flour and some cornmeal and you butter that thing on both sides and you drop that thing in a hot cast iron skillet and you sear that thing on both sides and you take those potatoes and you shuck all the, 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 the rinds off of those and you cut them up. Your potatoes have to have lumps in them, church. And you stir them up in there and you add your sour cream and your milk and you whisk them things up and you make you some homemade milk gravy or some homemade brown gravy from that juice out of that that cube steak pan and you open up some fresh green beans and snap those things off and season them and put some potatoes and bacon and fat back and grease and lard and everything that will put you in the hospital and say it's not the same. It's not the same. We live in a society. We want instantaneous gratification. We want it when I want it, how I want it right now at this moment. But they had to learn the value of waiting. Yeah, you can have Uncle Ben's cube steak in three minutes and 30 seconds, but I'm telling you it's worth the wait for 30 more minutes to let Grandmama put it in the skillet. Come on, y'all. If you ain't never had Grandmama's cube steak, then obviously you need to have somebody make you some because you'll never buy a little and Uncle Ben's again, I promise you. See, the reality of it is we have learned to be complacent with just instantaneous things rather than learning the value of waiting for the Lord. Well, Pastor, it's 12 o'clock. we got to go. What if God came at 
Well, you're getting quiet now. I guess you don't want to keep going here. What if God came on Sunday night at 6.10? Hello. <laughs> We're getting ready to launch Sunday night in a couple weeks. I hope that I'm wrong, but all the other churches that have relaunched their Sunday night church, hardly nobody's come back. They've gotten too com- complacent and too happy being at home. <laughs> Hello. What if God decided that your miracle was going to be at 6.15, but you weren't here? Hello. Come on, that's, pre- that's, the, that's the truth whether we like it or not, y'all. We don't know the value of waiting for the Lord. They waited 10 days. I told you that number 10 represented uh, the idea. Uh, it has two components. 40 days was the sign of testing. And so we know that 40, and we talked about 10, was the sign of perfect completion and harmony. So with the, when you have this time of testing, this time of, of trouble and heartache, but if you just wait on the Lord, the number 50 represents the Holy Spirit, that time of perfect completion. The Bible said, I will send a comforter. He will reveal to you all the things which I have commanded you, and he will set you as a seal upon my heart, meaning he will finish the job I started. Then I told you that there is a level of anticipation. You got to want it. You got to be looking for him. You got to desire him. I mean, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to make himself be forced on you. Now, you want to have walking power and do this on high. The Bible says that that word power comes from a word, dynamicus, which literally is the word, or dunamis. Dunamis and that word dynamicus comes from the same root. It literally means where we get the English word dynamite. You don't have to have a lot of dynamite to blow something up, but if you got just enough, it'll blow up a lot of stuff. You get one stick of dynamite and you stick it at the right place, it might only be one stick, but it's going to leave a lot of stuff in its casualties in its way because it's powerful. That's what the Holy Spirit is, that dunamis, that dynamicus power. That The Holy Spirit is when he's living inside of you. The devil doesn't want you to have him because he knows when you get him, you're going to be dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. And he, the devil is earthly, deathly and earthly afraid of what you could do to the kingdom of darkness. Just a little bit of the Holy Ghost will completely destroy anything the devil has working. Why? Because greater is he that lives inside of me. Remember what I said the Holy Spirit wants to do? He wants to infill you. He wants to live inside of you. Greater is he that lives with in me than he that's in the world if I just get a little morsel of bread a little taste of the Holy Ghost a little outpouring and manifestation of his glory there's no telling what I can do to the kingdom of hell so there's an anticipation But today I want to quickly share with you the third part is there's also the impartation of his spirit the Bible said that Paul preached to them the repentance. Have you, have you heard about Jesus? Wonder what baptism were you baptized? We were baptized under the baptism of John, the baptism of repentance. We know who Jesus is. He said, have you heard? Have you received the Holy Ghost? Since you're, I, I, We have not even as much heard as even heard there be a Holy Ghost. The Bible said that when he reached out his hand. Now, y'all, the hand was nothing special. It was a human hand. So for every one of you sitting under the sound of my voice today or watching online, you have the same capabilities and capacities that the Apostle Paul had in this story. God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for them, he'll do it for you. The Bible said he took his hand, and when he reached out his hand symbolically, being the hands and feet of Jesus extended, and he didn't even have to push him, Brother Marion. He just barely got 
his hand on the forehead. And before his hand could even hardly get skin to skin contact, the Holy Ghost fell down. And the Bible said they began to speak in another tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, I remember the days when I was a kid in church. I remember the day I got filled with the Holy Spirit in kids' church in a camp meeting kids' service. But I remember sitting as a child in church and all throughout, and I'm sure people like Brother Chambers is back here on the back whose parents were and grandparents were a part of the old West Ashley Church of God and saw the signs and wonders of God moving back in the day. And Brother Red and Sister Carol have had family who have been pastors and have been a part of this movement and, and even some of their family in Charleston churches and Brother and Sister Wyatt have had families connected down there and still have grandparents that know the stories of old. Oh, I remember the day the pastor could be in the middle of a message. The pastor didn't even know it was coming but out of nowhere somebody would give a hoop and a holler for Jesus. Somebody's head would start shaking. Somebody's bobby pins would have started flying. Somebody would have heard about how good God was. Somebody in the middle of bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that was in me, bless His holy name, something would have welled up inside of them and they would have felt the blessings of the Lord. And when songs like He has done great things would have started moving and churning, they'd have started woo and started hollering and started running and started shouting and nobody had to touch them but the Holy Ghost came down in the house. But I also remember as a child times where the altar call would start and you'd start calling people up if they had a need. Whether it was even if they, you may not even have asked them did they want the Holy Ghost. You might have just asked them did they have a need in their life. They'd start coming up. I remember growing up my father's church playing the piano and where the piano sat on stage you had a direct line of sight to the front. I could tell, I can't tell you, we used to always joke about Sunday night services at my home church were what we called throwdown services. We actually took wagers on not, whether or not the pastor would preach that night. If the pastor preached, we were disappointed because we always just kind of expected the Holy Spirit was going to show up. You say, well, pastor, why didn't you expect that on Sunday morning? Well, you know why we didn't expect it on Sunday morning. The same reason we don't expect it on Sunday morning in the Church of America today. We're too dignified on Sunday morning. The doctor in town might be at church on Sunday morning. Mayor Locklear might be here next Sunday morning in church. The fire chief, the police chief, Sheriff Lewis might be here. Or notice, he might, he might, Dwayne might, 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 Dwayne Lewis might show up next Sunday. We can't show out if he shows up, y'all. You know, scary. You think we're one of them crazy churches? But we are. That's who we are. Let me just put you on newsflash. If you don't like it, you came to the wrong church. I, we are crazy. I have a cross with a fire that's coming out the side of an emblem on the top of the church sign. No, I'm not taking it down because I'm ashamed of it. I'm leaving it up there because I know the cross made the difference and the fire is what's going to keep me going. Hello. The cross saved me, but the fire sanctified me and kind of helped me make it all the way to the end. I'm not ashamed to say I'm church of God. Now some people say, well, yeah, Indiana or Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland, Tennessee. Oh, see, so I want them tongue-talking church. Yes, I am. Come some Sunday and listen to us do it. I want them to hear it. I want them to experience it. Because a sinner can walk in this building, but I'm telling you when the Holy Ghost falls out, it doesn't matter how scared they are, they'll know God's in the building. And the reality of the fact is Paul laid his hand on them. But I remember as a child, they'd line them up front. I remember my dad and other pastors and men of the faith would begin to say, anybody believe God can do it? People start raising their hands and say, if you believe it, I want you to make your way up front. They'd make their way up front. My dad would say, or the speaker, and I've done it in my ministry before too, my dad would say, line, line up right here. 
And he'd have them lined up. He'd have some on the front here. He'd say, now face the audience. They'd all be facing the audience. He said, anybody else believe in the power of prayer? He'd be raising their hand and say, I need y'all to come too. Except he would put them on the other side facing these people. So you had one person facing the church. But you had the other person facing the preacher in the back wall. But they'd create an alleyway in between it. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all know where I'm going with this. Come on, why don't y'all act like y'all been Pentecostal once before? Some of y'all act like y'all have only been in a nominal church, never been to a Pentecostal church. Wake up, church. Let's go. And he said, now, who needs a touch from the Lord? People be raising their hands and saying, now, I want y'all to come. I want you to line up right here. Now, what I want you to do is I don't want you as the person needing anything to do anything. I just want you to walk. You see the other end where that light is over there and that, that Bible stand? I just want you to walk to the other side. You ain't got to do it. Just, just, you just pray. Don't worry about nothing. You just pray and just try to get from here to there. Because what it's symbolic is, is I may start on this side of the valley, but I'm going to get to the mountain on the other side if I just keep on walking. I'll walk and talk and sing and shout with Jesus all the way. And those people would just start taking one step at a time. And this person would put their hands on them. And this person would put their hand on them. And they'd start walking. This person would start being, hey, they'd start speaking in a heavenly tongue. This person, whoo, God, you know what they have need of. And this person would just keep on walking. And they keep on walking. And I can't tell you how many countless times that the harder the tears kept flowing down their face and the heavier it got to put their feet up. I can't tell you how many times they never actually made it to the other side of the wall because about halfway through the line they started moving and they started shouting and they started feeling something inside of them. They started dancing like David danced. They started talking like Peter and Paul talked. They started shouting and speaking in a heavenly language. And I remember we used to call them the pushers. They'd come behind them and start trying to glide them through the line because what they were trying to do is get the next person to feel the same thing they were feeling. Sometimes we'd have to break the chain and slide them out because we had too many people coming down the line. But then this person all of a sudden, whoo, they'd fall out in the Holy Ghost. We'd have to get somebody to kind of roll them over the line and throw the little modesty cloth over them because they were out having a time with Jesus. And the next person would come through. And the next, I'm telling you, it'd do us some good to have some prayer lines again and have the Holy Ghost again. Just walk through the building. I'm here to tell you, I still serve a God who imparts His Spirit to us. He would impart it. He'd lay His hands on them. They would speak. They would speak with the heavenly language. You see, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for everyone who wants it. You say, well, Pastor, I've never experienced it. Good! Now's the time to have Him. You don't believe it? Watch this. Sister Ann, come to me, please, if you don't mind. And Sandy, if you will hit preset number one on that camera so that it will take that camera angle back so we can see her this morning. Let me tell you how God works, y'all. Three weeks ago, I knew Jamie Benenhead was having surgery. And I knew people were out church and I wanted to now remember what the scripture I read to you it said in the last part of Acts 19 and 12 go back and read it it said that when the Paul started praying for people they started bringing out handkerchiefs and aprons that is where we in the Christian church get the idea of spiritual prayer cloths 
We pray, there ain't nothing special about the cloth, but we've prayed over it. So the Holy Ghost we prayed for and prayed to is going to take, be, be represented in that cloth. So when I hand it to that person, they feel the same Holy Ghost that I prayed over, or prayed to over their lives. So that particular Sunday, I got a prayer cloth out the back. We have them, we have them, someone that, that I know that actually hand makes. You can't buy these prayer cloths that we have. We have someone crochet our specific ones and put scriptures and everything. They're homemade. Nobody makes them like that with our design. I was thinking, I was like, Lord, in my brain I'm preaching. Lord, who am I going to get to come? Sister Carol, you can be making your way. It makes them think I'm quitting even though I'm not. It, it just, it's psychological. It makes them feel better. It's like elevator music. You don't know how long you've been on the elevator, but if you listen to it, you'll just stand there and keep listening to the music. This is our elevator music. We'll be back after these messages. The reality of the fact is this. I was holding that prayer cloth in my hand. I didn't know who to call. I was just sitting here just minding my own business. I knew Brother Barnes and Sister Barnes was here and some others needed a touch from the Lord. And I saw some others come up. The band was on stage and everybody was on stage. And so I was trying to think, well, who can I call that will come up here and won't look at the preacher and go, and be embarrassing. <laughs> you know, they won't come. And so I said, out of nowhere, I said, Sister Ann, you come up here and hold this prayer cloth for Jamie. She said, she makes her way. She comes. She didn't know I was going to bring her up here, y'all, so she's probably terrified right now. But I brought her up here, and she stood right here. Right here. I could draw a box. pastor has a photographic memory, so if you think I don't remember, I remember. That's how I know when you're out of church, because you're not in your seat. I said, Sister Carol, I'll walk here every Sunday after church, and I'll walk through this building, and I'll be like, April and Chris weren't here. They weren't sitting in that seat. I have a photographic memory. James, I was talking to James this past week. I told Sister Carol, I said, James ain't been sitting in his seat. Where's James been? He's not in that seat. He hides behind people, but I still know he's not in the seat. I hadn't seen him. I had a box, spiritual box right here. I started praying. I handed her that cloth. I don't know if I have one here that I could show, but basically I had the cloth. It was nothing special. It was nothing immensely great. It wasn't anything great. It's a crochet cloth, y'all, with a cross on it. It's just a cross. Alongside this. The back says, This prayer square is anointed for healing and deliverance and is filled with love and prayers. Carry it in your purse or your pocket to bring comfort and peace in times of stress. Isaiah 53, 5. Santee Circle Church of God loves you. That's all it says. That's it. Boom. The whole thing. I handed it to her. We were praying for Jamie, y'all. I, I wouldn't even... No offense. I wasn't even praying for Sister Hannah. I didn't think she was coming to be prayed for. She was here, but I, Jamie had surgery. I was praying for Jamie. I didn't, I was, that's what my job was. Jamie needs surgery, and I need to pray for that. I knew Sister Ann was crying, but I thought she just was really heartbroken about Jamie. I thought, well, that's so compassionate. Now, that's, that's true church people right there. When they cry for other people and they don't even know what's going on, that, that's true compassion. But I want you to tell them what you called and told me Monday morning called and told him Monday morning that I was sitting there thinking what the Holy Spirit felt like. And then when he called me, the Holy Ghost hit me. I have never felt that before in my life. My heart felt like it was going to burst out of my body. I had the biggest smile on my face because the Holy Ghost had filled my body and it was a, such a wonderful 
wonderful feeling. And I love God with all my heart. And I love God for telling me to come to this church. Because my church family is wonderful. I had no nowhere to go and was looking. And Sister Dale told me to come. I said, I'll come one day. And when I came, I couldn't make it up here fast enough to repent of my sins. So let me tell you, God is good. God is really good. And I thank him each and every day. So if y'all are in need, please come. You you hear that? Thank you. You hear that story. Now, people say, well, Pastor, that's a good make-my-heart-feel-good story. Well, I didn't know she was thinking that in her mind. God did not give me some divine in, in, you know, intellect. I just made what I thought at the time a random selection in the audience to pick somebody to come stand in the gap for someone. But the Bible says the steps of a good man and woman are ordered of the Lord. God knows what he's doing when I am too dumb to realize it. Hello. I thought I picked a random person, but God knew exactly who I was supposed to pick that Sunday. Now, I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm telling you that should just validate this message this morning. The Holy Spirit knows what He's doing. And He's real. And even though she came up here to pray only for somebody else, God knew she needed something from Him too. And while she stood in the gap for someone else, the Holy Ghost said, but while you're here, let me go ahead and take care of you too while I'm here. Can I tell you? Yeah, give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house today. Can I tell you this today? And you hear me as we get ready to dismiss, to, to have this time of benediction and, and we time the altar call. You hear this, Pastor, carefully. If you have any need, I don't care if it's to be filled with the Holy Spirit, whatever it is, I'm telling you, you better never leave this church still carrying it because you don't know when your day of visitation might be. She thought, well, I wonder what it felt like. I may not have called her. She may never would have felt it. But when she came up here obedient to the pastor and just said, I'll pray for Sister Jamie, the Holy Ghost came down on her and forever changed her life. I'm telling you, if God can do it for someone who didn't even expect it, God can do it for those of us who do expect it. And whatever you have need of, God can make it happen today. In Jesus' name, you stand all over this house today. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. So here's what I'm going to do. If you have a need in this house, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. I want you to come. And I want you to sit on this front pew right here in front of me. I don't care what it is. You ain't got to tell me. I'm not even going to ask you. Don't worry. I'm not going to ask. But you got a need. I just want you to come sit on this front pew. I ain't going to embarrass you. We're not going to do anything to hurt your feelings. I'm not going to embarrass you. Just come sit right here on this front pew. Just sit there. You ain't got to do nothing. Just sit there. It's about the easiest altar call you'll ever experience in your life. Just sit there. Just sit there. Stay on this, start this row. I don't, we fill it up and start that row. I don't care. Madison, will you take Micah to Miss Sandy for me? I want you to sit right there. You ain't going to need to go to that doctor. God's going to fix this thing today before you leave this place. You might have to go to the doctor and get a second opinion, but God's going to make sure you're all right. Don't you worry. God's got this. 
I don't care if God didn't come for anybody else. You made an effort this morning. You've been sick for the last three days. You made an effort to come to church and you were faithful to do your job. God's going to honor that sacrifice today. God's going to heal that. I believe that. It's over in the name of Jesus. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every decree, every disease and foul thing that is trying to infiltrate that precious body. In the name that is above every name, devil, I release and release your stronghold on her body. I decree health, decree health, and I decree that God, you're going to be the giver of life. You are a restorer of the time. You're a redeemer of the time at hand. You're the alpha, the omega, the beginning, and the end. You can restore the year, the the caker worm, and the lotus worm. I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, devil, you've been put on notice. You got to let that child's body be in subjection to the Holy Ghost, and you got to release that body. to subjection with the Spirit of God. God, I'm asking you to heal it right now. In the name of Jesus, let there be no more pain. Let there be no more suffering. Right now, heal it in the name of Jesus right now. I claim that in the name of Jesus. So here's what we're going to do. If you believe in the power of prayer, I need you to come. We're going to make a prayer line right now. And when these people leave today, they ain't going to leave the same way they walked in here. Guarantee it. I just need you to make a line. Brother Randy can start just face each other. Just make sure everybody's facing somebody. Find a partner and face across them. I don't care how you got to do it. Just face them. Just face them. Just slide slide this way for me if you don't mind. I have you to go that side where Brother Randy's going to go. It doesn't matter if one of you gentlemen will go there. <laughs> I'm going to have you two come right here. That way y'all will be at the end of the line. Here's what we're going to do. This is going to be simple, y'all. Y'all ain't got to do nothing. God's got this. You ain't got to do nothing. We're going to start right here with Madison. Madison's going to be the first one. So we're just going to go right down the road. All you're going to do is just walk through this line. But here's what I want you to do. Here's what you're going to do. You're not going to ask God for your need. I don't care what it is. You say, oh, Pastor, my, my, I got bad health. My marriage is in trouble. My kids are I don't care what it is. That ain't what you're asking for. You're going to go through this line and thank God he already answered it. That's what you're going to do. You're going to walk through and go, God, thank you for my healing. God, thank you my child's going to be saved. God, thank you my marriage is put back together. God, thank you that my child's coming back to the faith. You're going to thank God like it already happened even though you hadn't seen it happen yet. That's what we're going to do. We're going to thank God for it. Now, those of you that are still sitting in your seats, if you believe in the power of prayer... You, I want you to pray with these like those up here that God's going to do it. You get to the end of this line, I'm going to be standing at the end of this line. There's nothing special about these hands. I'm not saying you're going to feel anything in this hands. But I'm telling you that if you lock your faith with my faith and the faith of these people in this line, you won't have to worry about it. God said He's no respecter of persons. If two or three together is agreeing is touching any one thing in my name, there I will be in the midst. I'm telling you, you came to the right place at the right time for the right divine appointment. God is here and He's ready to make it happen for you today. So here's what we're going to do. You're just going to thank God for healing in the name of Jesus. Here we go. Come on, Madison, just walk through. Just just thank God you're going to be healed in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're going to heal her. You're going to make her feel better in her body, God, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. In the name that's above every name, let this body go back into subjection to the Holy Ghost in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Come on. Father, I don't know what the need of, 
But God, out of his belly, let there flow rivers of living water. God, let him walk out of this God, let him leave this place. No, he's come to the right place at the right time. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, you know the need of, but in the name, that's above every name. At the name of Jesus, at the name of God, let rivers of living water flow from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. God bless her in a special way. Let her leave this place. No, in God, she's come today for a touch from Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Father, you know the need. Father, it's not by might nor by power. But by your spirit declares the word of the Lord. God, right now, I decree and declare she'd walk out of this place. No end. God has met the need. God is on the scene. God has made a way where there seems to be no way. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, Father, that we come today. We stand before your word. We decree and declare it right now. God, shed a couple right now. Let the rivers, let the rivers of living water come inside of him right now. Let him know beyond a shadow of a doubt. God is in control. God has make a way where there seems to be no way. God understands the tears. God understands the heartache. God's a miracle worker. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father. In the name of Jesus. I decree and declare you bless this family. You bless everything that they go through. You touch them from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. You let them walk in divine authority in Jesus' name. Father, I pray he would know that he has walked into a divine encounter with Jesus Christ himself. God, let him leave this place not the same that he entered, but leave here different. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, right now, God, I pray for you. Oh, God, I pray you would give her strength and body. You would give her clarity of mind. God, you would let her know, God, that you are still in control. You're still a miracle way maker. You're a promise keeper. You're a light in the darkness in the name of Jesus. Let her leave this place knowing that, God, you've come to meet her need today. In Jesus' mighty and precious name. We pray hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, just keep touching them. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, keep sending them on down, y'all. Send them on down. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, she knows what's right. She knows she's been raised in the way. She knows the Pentecostal power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Shedekoboto, in the mighty name of Jesus, let her leave this place knowing that the Holy Ghost has showed up and showed Shekobobo. Oh, God, pour it out on her. Oh, Lord, let the flame burn again. Oh, Lord, yes, that's it. Just praise him. Lord, give it to her. Let her feel you. Hey, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Bless her in the name. Touch her in the name. Hey, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I want her to leave this place changed. Lord, I want her to leave this place walking in the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost fall in a presence right now. Oh, come on. Come on. Father, you know what he has need of. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. Let him be the priest, prophet, protector, and provider of his home. Let him walk out of this place knowing God has met his need. Whatever he has need of, you divinely orchestrate his steps. The steps of a good man and woman are ordered of the Lord. Order his steps right now in Jesus' mighty and precious name. God, let it be forever done and settled in heaven. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on, church. Pray. Pray, church. Pray. It's not by might to... Nor by power, but by the Spirit declares the Lord. Father, I'm asking you to reveal it in the name of Jesus. Let it be done right now, Jesus. She God, right now, let her walk out of this place in newness of life. Let her walk out there with a fresh feeling of the Holy Ghost. Let her walk out of here knowing God's in control. God, right hey, God, right now, let her feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost, let her come. Oh, Holy Ghost, come. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost. Let her feel it, Holy Ghost. Right now, from the top of her head, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet, let her walk out of here, God, knowing she's come to the right place in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I pray for my dear friend. God, he knows. He knows the Spirit's real. He knows God's a very present help in time of trouble. God, let him walk out of this place being a different man. In the name of the Father, she called In the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. God, let him feel you today. Let him walk out of this place knowing beyond a shadow doubt he has come to the right place at the right time to let the Holy Ghost move on his life. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Father, you know the need. I don't need to know the need. You know the need. You know the family dynamics. You know the weight that she so easily carries and it's heavy on her heart. You see the struggle. Even before she came to church, God, you saw the struggle. You know the need. I don't I don't have to know, but I serve a God who can supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. I serve a God that can take that which seems meant for evil and turn it around for good. I serve a God who's no respecter of persons. If he healed someone else, he can heal here. If he saved someone else, he can save here. If he delivered someone else, he can deliver here. God, you are still God. You are a good Father. You are a faithful friend. You are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. God, when she leaves this place, no matter how heavy her heart may feel, let her know that it has now been casted upon the feet, casted at the feet of Jesus Christ. She's casting her cares upon you, taking your yoke upon her because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. When she leaves this place, let her walk out of here knowing that God has heard her prayer in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. God, let it be done. Release your spirit into her right now. Spirit of comfort. God, a spirit of peace. God, a spirit of of power and of love, soundness of mind. Let her walk out of this place knowing today was a day for her, a day of visitation from God Himself. Father, we are praising You in advance. We know You're able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we can ask or think according to You, Your Word in Christ Jesus. So we believe and we thank You in advance for answering the request that You have heard be brought up before as a petition to Your altar today. In Jesus' mighty and precious 
name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you today for your spirit that we have felt in this place. Father, you are so good to us each and every day. Father, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We glorify you. We give you honor. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Before we segue to the time of benediction, to the time of praying the benediction, let me say to you today, don't forget a couple things. First and foremost, don't forget men's and women's fellowship tonight. It'll be fellowship style finger foods. If you can bring a finger food, you don't have to bring roasted potatoes. You can bring chips and dip. That's that's perfectly fine. Those of you that are our guests, we'd love to have you. It's at 6 o'clock. Brother Primo, Sister Nell, Brother and Sister Villanueva, if you guys don't have church, please come be with us tonight. Hear about what's going on around here. Guys, if you're my precious fam, friends and family that are here today, you come tonight at 6 o'clock. Get to know us a little bit better. We'd love to have you all join us. You don't have to worry about bringing. We'll have plenty of food, but come join us. We'd love to get to know you a little bit better. If you don't know a lot about us, come tonight. It's a good time to be one-on-one with the preacher. Get to talk to me. Get to talk to our church. You get to meet each other and greet. So this is a perfect night for us to come and just we can we got plenty of space. We can social distance. We'll take care of you. We're not going to make sure that we put you in any danger. We'd love to have you, and we love you today. We just thank you for being a part of our church today. Don't forget those streaming online. You can give online at SantiCircleCog.org uh, at the online giving at, uh, app there as well. Don't forget we still need help for VBS kitchen please if you're willing to help at all please see sister jennifer wyatt help us out and uh, make that reality Uh, it's coming up if you haven't registered your kids please register them as well if you have registered your kids great tell somebody else in fact in the welcome center out there on that table there are invite cards i need everybody to take them out and go put them on cars at walmart i don't care where they go i just want everybody to have the opportunity to know so i need before i leave church I need somebody, so whoever the last person is besides me, just know you get the rest that's left, so you better better encourage people to take them. There's not that many, but we want you to send them out to everybody. It's, we got kid classes for all ages, adult classes, kids' classes. We got them all. We're ready for you, and we love you. I'm going to ask Brother Randy Ertzberger to close us out in prayer. Immediately following his dismissal prayer, you're free to be dismissed. Know that I love you. And I am praying for you. Let me decree and declare this over you before he prays. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lift up his countenance upon you. Give you the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. And the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing. In the sight of God, our God, our blessed Redeemer, in Christ's name. Amen. Brother Randy, would you dismiss us in prayer today? God bless you all.